Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host the Insert Name FC podcast. And for this episode, I will be by myself, mainly because of the fact that on normally we record these episodes on Monday, and uh, Monday is well was my birthday, so I'm officially 31 years old. Um, so we're I'm actually recording this on Tuesday. Um, so that gives um, so obviously with Edward's schedule, he wouldn't be available to record this episode. So it is going to be just me this episode. Um, like I said, usually when it's just me, it's kind of hard to make it to two hours. So I'm going to see how long this episode is, but it's really probably not going to be that long. Um, we do have headlines. We have a, a debate topic. Uh, we also have obviously recapping the matches so far in the World Cup. So, obviously, by the time this episode drops, the World Cup final will be on Sunday. Saturday will be the third place game. So, so we'll we'll go ahead and preview those games. So, obviously, there'll be a fast forward portion of this episode where I record this on. Actually, it will be recorded Wednesday, Wednesday because that will be the last semifinal match, which will be Morocco versus France. So, yeah, um, yeah, so. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm officially 31 now. Uh, responsibilities and all of that. I do have a, an amazing opportunity as far as work goes. I uh, might have a chance to be back in sports. If, for those of you who don't know about, about me, uh, um, I got a sports management degree, uh, at Texas Southern. I had the opportunity to work for the Houston Astros, the Rockets, the Houston Dynamo as well. Um, did some USA football as well. And, um, since I graduated, I got smacked with the pandemic. Um, and obviously, you know, my ego was kind of, you know, oh, you know, I can, you know, now quit these part-time jobs, which what, I, which what was those jobs I was working with those sports teams were. They were just part-time jobs. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to, which in hindsight, maybe I should have stayed working with them till an opportunity came up, uh, came afloat, but. I think in my head, I was just ready for steady work. And I, you know, obviously working those part-time jobs, the work workload wasn't going to be that steady. So that was kind of the reason why I did that. Um, if I were to do it over again, maybe I would have probably stayed with those, stayed on those jobs until something came up. But you know, hindsight's 20, 20. That's always how it is. Um, but yeah, since then, um, starting, I worked at O'Reilly, then. Uh, a golf course, and then Target. Then I got to work at Alpha League. That was probably like the most fun I ever had at it, at, like since leaving, you know, sports. Um, then obviously I, I now work at Johnstone. Um, but yeah, so this, this new opportunity, I'm not going to say it yet. Um, but this new opportunity came. Um, and yeah, I found out that the job was offered to me. Um, so I'm just waiting on the official stuff 
before I I go ahead and announce it. But yeah, it's been it's been a, it was a very surreal moment for me just to finally be able to be back in the sports industry. I mean, I guess te- technically this is kind of an all, also another way of still doing sports, but I mean, I'll actually be working for a professional organization again. So, um, so that's exciting for me, but, but yeah, um, know about that, man. But yeah, so no three up, three down, um, because it's just me and that would just be pointless. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with, uh, headlines. Let me tell you guys about Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports is the internet sports bar. Go ahead and check out the website, www.bellyupsports.com, to read some great articles from great writers all across the country, from hockey, baseball, golf, soccer, you name it. Belly Up Sports is the premier, not your average, website. All right, and we're back. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. Um, go ahead and check us out. We have a lot of great stuff dropping up over there. Also, we promote a lot of things that are going up with Belly Up Sports there as well. So if you guys want to be in the know what's going on with Belly Up, well, there's your chance. But all right, let's get going with these headlines. So some Qatar talk, obviously, one of the big things that happened in this in this World Cup, especially in, specifically in the knockout rounds, has been the benching of Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, I don't know really the logic behind Ronaldo being benched. I know. Some people maybe thought that he should have been starting. Some people may think otherwise. Some people believe that Portugal actually looks better without Ronaldo. I'm actually one of those people as well. Um, but I think people are just reading too much into it. I think um, he didn't really look mad. I mean, he looked disappointed that they didn't, you know, obviously advance further in the World Cup. But aside from that, I don't think there's anything really much else to say from it. Um, I, for all the people that are really hating on Ronaldo, I will say this. What he's been able to do with Portugal it has never been seen before in Portugal. He has really made them a strong contender in soccer, um, as a soccer nation. Uh, and so it's, 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 he, he's done a lot for Portugal. And now as he's leaving Portugal, cause this, this was his last World Cup for Portugal, now enters this golden generation of exciting Portuguese players like Rafael Leal, Bruno Fernandes, Gonzalo Ramos. Um, João Felix, like there's a lot of players to get excited about in, in Portugal. So I think, I think he's leaving Portugal in a really good place. Um, he can't play forever, man. That's just, the, that's the truth of it. I think age is, I think the age is finally hitting him. That's honestly what I'm thinking is what's going on with Ronaldo. But continuing on, man. Um, someone that also agrees that he, he needs to hang it up is Eden Hazard. He actually announced his retirement from international play. Um, Hmm. Anyways, you know, Hazard, um, yeah, he retired. I think you'll see a lot more Belgian players do the same because I mean, this, this was the end. This is the end of the golden generation for, for, uh, Belgium actually. So guys like Ine Hazard, Kevin De Bruyne, um, uh, Romel, Romelo Lukaku, uh, Courtois is probably going to be good for another year, another, another World Cup, uh, but, yeah, most of the guys from Belgium, that's, this, this, this was basically it for them. And so don't be surprised if there's more Belgian players announced the retirements as well. Uh, another thing that's been going on in the World Cup has been a lot of complaints about the, the officiating. Um, I will say this probably wouldn't, would be a, would be a smart idea not to have representation in the officiating from countries that are still competing in the World Cup. Um, I think that that would make sense. I think just the, you can't give players a reason to complain. Um, I will say there, it seemed like there were some calls that they kind of let slide because of, because it was messy. Um, as well. That's the funny thing. The thing, the funny thing about the, the, the Dutch Argentina game, which I'll talk about a little bit more later on, but like both teams were actually complaining about the, refer, about the referee. And, but like obviously Argentina was more critical. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Um, but I think. I think there was a, a lot of complaints about the officiating. Uh, as a matter of fact, I believe the the four the four offici- guys officiating uh, from the from the quali- quarterfinals have actually been told that they will not be uh, officiating the semifinals. So I guess there's that. But yeah, um, but yeah, refereeing a lot of complaints there. Um, and then the coolest thing, and like now because of this, I'm actually kind of pulling from Morocco. And 
is Morocco is now the first African country to reach the semifinals in the FIFA World Cup. Um, I hope they can make a good run. I mean, they got, we'll talk about Morocco but <laughs> later, but yeah, I would love to see Morocco go far. Even though I, I have France and Argentina still in my top five of, t- of countries that could win the World Cup, uh, Morocco is now become, I think, I think everybody's cheering for Morocco at this point. So, so yeah, there's that. But all right, man, moving on to these headlines, man. So, uh, we're going to start things off with, uh, Giorena. Giorena. So, uh, they were trying to like be really good and, and like not have people realize that they were talking about, uh, a Giorena when they were saying, but apparently Greg Perhalter was saying there was a player in the U.S. camp that wasn't really putting much effort, uh, in practice. Um, was just really half-assing it to the point where the the team was not happy with this. Uh, you had guys like Aaron Long and DeAndre Yedlin like have like a man-to-man talk with him, saying like, "Hey, man, come on, gotta start putting out more, gotta start putting out more." And and obviously, you know, people were already having issues with the fact that Gio Reyna wasn't playing as ma- as much as he should have, at least what people thought he should have. Uh, for for the for the U.S. <sighs> sorry, sorry about that. Because obviously, Giorena, like a lot of people, feel like he could be better than Chris Pulisic, and um, and yeah, I agree. I agree with all that because I I am a firm believer in Giorena, but yeah, this isn't a good look for him, man. Like, and, and it sucks that. We're talking about practice here, like practice, not a game, but practice. Sorry, I had to, I had to quote Alan Iverson, but but yeah, we're talking about practice, and it's because you have to perform in practice in order to be selective for the games. You have to be able to perform to see that you understand the play style or the system. Even though you guys know I don't like Rick Halter's system, um, so. I think this gives context as to why we weren't seeing Gio Reyna play, but this is definitely not a good look for him. And I think I understand why maybe some people were saying, like, why is this getting leaked out now? Like, this literally, like, diminished Gio Reyna as somebody that just doesn't care. And which, I mean, clearly he, he, he didn't care because he half-assed in practice. And, and, and so, that that pisses me off because you come from Borussia Dortmund, a place that develop that like is like the epitome of youth development. You come from there. Your father is Claudio Reyna, a U.S. soccer icon. Okay, maybe not icon, but he was a a, a well respected U.S. soccer player. And, and I feel like maybe you thought because you were Claudio Reyna's son that you you deemed to you you deserve some sort of level of respect. But honestly, that's not how it works, man. That is absolutely not how it works. You have to come in and earn your keep. You get what you put in every single day. And it starts with the practice field. It starts how you come into practice, how you, how, how you study, how you prepare. How, do you, do you go hit the weight room before, before training? Do you, do you do, you know, do you go to the training room and, and get, get some stretches? And you have injury problems, by the way. And, and because of those injury problems, Brandon Aronson has been able to flourish for the U.S. soccer and earn his keep with the team because one that I will say the one thing that Gio Reyna that I can definitely say now right now about Gio Reyna versus Brandon Aronson, while Gio Reyna is definitely more talented than Brandon Aronson, but with Brandon Aronson's talent and his effort, he makes he earns his keep. He makes him he at that moment makes him the better player because if you don't put in the effort, yeah, like we know what you can do. We saw you. Go for almost from end, end line to end line against Mexico. Like we know the quality that you bring to the table, but if you're going to have this, you know, half ass mentality, that's not going to cut it, man. I don't care how you feel about Gerber Halter. I really don't, but come in and prepare. Like these guys are coming in. Like, like part of me, like I'm telling you, man, like if, if the U.S., like, if the U.S. wins, it's because sometimes they just go, F it, let's just do it our way, not not the way Kirk Berhalter wants it. And, and so, yeah, this wasn't a good look for him, man. You you know, 
you're you're someone that everybody's excited to see. You know that we want to see you in more World Cups, and you're doing this shit. Like, come on, man. Like, be better, man. Um, yeah, that pisses me off. And then the icing on the cake, man. So Greg Berhalter, him and the coaches decided to let the players decide. So everybody voted on whether or not Gio Reyna should stay, stay with them in Qatar, or he could leave. The fact that like it went to this point, it got to this point where the team had to go to vote if he should even be at the World Cup. You almost missed out on the World Cup because of your attitude. Not because you were injured, not because you were playing poor, but because of your attitude. That's fucking embarrassing. Like, that is the saddest thing I've ever heard. I get missing the World Cup for injury. Like, Kareem Benzema, he missed out on the World Cup because he got injured and he didn't want to hurt his team. That shows class. That shows that he cares about the team. You know, that this, that his spot means more for the team if someone that's able to play gets it, which was Olivier Giroud. But what... Yeah, this pisses me off. This just pisses me off. Like, this... This kind of, in my head, puts puts Giorena in a spot where he's going to... It's going to take some while before he, he gets my respect back because... That it, this is by far the most pathetic thing I've ever heard. That you almost missed out on, you almost had to leave Qatar. And, and it was by one vote. 13 voted for him to stay, 12 voted for him to go. There was almost half the team that wanted you to leave. That is not a good look. Not a good look at all. You were part of the second youngest team in the World Cup. You were the second youngest team in the World Cup. And people were ready to vote you off. If I'm Gio Reyna right now, and I mean, the worst part of it, worst part of it was that this happened behind closed doors and you, you, you were like, oh, at least no one's going to know about this. Well, now people know about it. And best believe there is now a lot of lack of respect for you. Everywhere you're going to go, people are going to not respect you as much. There's going to be people still believe in you. There's still going to be people that still think you got it. And trust me, I still think you got it. But you're going to have to earn some people's trust in you and trust in your respect. And it starts with the practice field. So don't think you're fucking better than everybody else. Because that it, that's another thing that I freaking hate are people with privileged mindset that you belong here. You don't fucking belong here. You earn your right to wear that shirt. And, and, and that, that, that sucks that you, that we, we hear this about you. So I kind of wish it didn't come out because obviously it hurts Giorena, but now you have like these two sides to the Greg Burhalter debate. Like Greg Burhalter, this was a bad look for him because he let a player it, it, he let it get it to be this bad. He let, he allowed it to be, get this bad to the point where the players had to vote. You know, that, that does, that does take, that's also on the coach. Like I get letting your player be a player's coach and letting your players kind of be more relaxed is one thing. But when you have guys like that, you know, that thing that they can walk over you. Yeah, that's not a good look for you. And then on the other side, they're like, Oh, we got, we got context now. Now we understand why we didn't see Gio Reyna. Turns out Gio Reyna's an asshole, and it's not Greg Berhalter's fault. Obviously, you guys know where I am at Greg Berhalter, and I will definitely say, if anything, this just shows you, like, Greg Berhalter at, at some point needed to speak out, needed to address it, get him in line. Like, sometimes you do need to be a disciplinary. I get that you want to be a player's coach, you want to be, want the players to, to be cool with you and all that, but when it's time to lay the law down, you got to lay it down. And, and, and Gio Reyna clearly thought that he can get away with it. Like, Gio Reyna had, had to have had some some thought that, al- that allowed him to believe that he could do that. So, yeah, that's also on Greg Berhalter. I, I, I don't care if you guys think that I'm a Greg Berhalter hater, but that just proves how 
how how little control he has of that locker room. Maybe not not he doesn't have a he, he it's not that he lost a lot of control of the locker room, but that's still that's a big issue and that's something that the coach needs to be able to to keep on lock. Not not like like for it to be leaked out or anything like that. I mean I mean if you see some drama going on in your locker room, apparently him Gio Reyna and Tyler Adams butted heads. Like and you didn't address it right then and there. You didn't let him, you know, you didn't say, hey, this is unacceptable. Like, that's not a good look on you either, Greg Berhalter. This isn't a good look for Gio Reyna, but this isn't, this also doesn't look good for Greg Berhalter. Like, he needs to be able to control the locker room. That's part of his job. So, when you, when you have to deal with players with egos, now I'm not saying that Gio Reyna is a player with ego because I really don't know what he is, but this is definitely one of those times that people are going to say he's a prima donna and all that, all this crap. But yeah, yeah, that's on Greg Berhalter. So, Giorena, get get your shift together, go to practice. Um, all right. So, and the other another headline. So the U.S. kind of sticking with U.S. soccer right now. Uh, the U.S. is set to host um the twenty twenty four. It's rumored rumored to host the twenty twenty four Copa America. So for those of you who don't know who a Copa America is, Copa America is a tournament that is held uh, every two years. Is it every two years or every four years? It, it's a it's a tournament that is played um, in in South America. <laughs> so to kind of get you an understanding, Comebol, which is the governing body of soccer in South America. Um, they have a tournament. This is kind of like their international tournament in South America, uh, where all the countries of South America play. Plus, they invite also other countries to participate in the tournament as well. It's a really cool tournament. It's really fun. It's really exciting. I like it. I I, I do enjoy the Copa America. Um, and it is rumored that Ecuador is backing out from hosting duties for the 2024 Copa America, and the U.S. are interested in hosting it. Now, this does two things for the U.S. One, obviously, as they are the host nation, they get to they they participate in the tournament. Which I believe, if they don't get it, they don't get if they don't aren't able to host it, they are they're uh, they they I believe they got invited to participate in the tournament. But if you get if you get if you get to host the tournament, it gives you kind of like a practice run, if you will. I don't want to treat Copa America like a practice run, but it gives you. A chance to show, like, to showcase your abilities as a host nation before the World Cup in 2026. So I think this is a good chance for them to, to like, see, like, how it's going to look, how the World Cup will be for them come 2026, what they need to fix, what they need to work on, things like that. I think this will be a good, a good way to, to measure how prepared the U.S. are for the World Cup. On the other side, the other, other benefactor to this is that if they get invited to this tournament because because of the 2026 World Cup, the U.S. doesn't have to qualify because they're automatically in the World Cup because they are the host nation. So this gives them a competitive tournament. So you get some competitive matches in. Get these guys in a competitive setting because once again, you don't have to worry about qualifiers. Um, And I believe Canada and Mexico are also looking to enter the Copa America for that similar reason because 2026, it is a, it is North America that's hosting it. So Canada, USA, and Mexico will be the host nations for that tournament. So, you know, once again, same thing that with the US, they don't have to qualify. They're already in the World Cup. So they need to get competitive games. And this is a very good chance to get some competitive action in. So I think this is a really smart move for, a smart move for US soccer. I hope they get the hosting job and I hope that, you know, they get to participate in this, in this Copa America. Um, and it's going to be cool to see Copa America again because, uh, last time the, the, U, the U.S. hosted Copa America was back in 2016. It was a really fun tournament. It was so cool, especially because we, you know, a lot of people got to see Messi, Messi in Houston. So yeah, it's a really cool opportunity. So I think it'll be really fun to watch. Um, but before we get to our, our debate, let me talk about an unfortunate event that happened. So Grant Wall, who is a journalist, uh, covers mostly soccer, but he also does some other things as well as Sports Illustrated, has a lot of articles that he wrote. I believe he also has a, a book, a few books as well. 
Um, but if you, if you just think of soccer and journalism, Brad Wall is, is an, is a name that you instantly think about. And, uh, unfortunately he passed away. He passed away after the Argentina Netherlands match, um, in Qatar. And if you guys don't know who Grant Wall is, he was, he was the journalist that actually got kicked out of a press conference because he was wearing a rainbow shirt. Um, so that's him. Um, he's all, he also speaks out on, on, on social issues as well. He's very big on that. Uh, he called out Sports Illustrator for some things. Um, you know, obviously he's called out Qatar for the migrant workers thing. Uh, but, yeah, um, you can really, you can honestly call him a trailblazer because obviously, you know, when you think of sports in America, soccer is definitely not the one that is talked about the most. And, um, I think because of him, you see a lot more people now covering soccer, you know, whether it's through journalism, through radio, through t- television, through podcasting or YouTube, like, I think Grant Wall has an influence on all those avenues and it's because of him going against the grain and, and covering soccer, you know, and, and speaking on soccer and, and, and being able to be the voice of soccer in America, if, if you will, or I guess the word, uh, the written word of soccer. But yeah, so he passed away. Um, obviously a lot of people were worried that maybe he was killed. Um, obviously, you know, he went to Qatar, he was wearing rainbow shirts, apparently, uh, 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 it was rumored that he was receiving death threats. Um, I can't really give you like an act, like whether or not that's sure or not, because, you know, there's someone saying that someone told that he was, that he told them. So, you know, as much as I want to take that person's word, um, you know, it's not from Grant Wall himself, uh, unfortunately. And, um, but if you were listening to his podcast, uh, you can actually hear that he was actually pretty sick. He was talking about how he, he, he got bronchitis. Um, so I think he, he was just being ill. Obviously, Qatar, the weather is pretty hot. And I, I think maybe just he got sick and it was just, you know, what, what happened? And I think that's what happened. I think he just, um, he just passed away and it's unfortunate, you know, like I said. What this guy means to soccer in America is, is very big. He's a very big part of soccer in America. You can, I don't think you can't, you cannot talk about soccer in America and not have Grant Wall in that discussion because he is soccer, uh, in America. Um, he is an inspiration for me. You know, he's, like I said, man, he, you know, he, he went against the grain and, and covered soccer in the U.S., yeah, a sport that not a lot of people cover. And I think if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't have guys like me or, or tactical manager or, or, you know, kicking it with Drew or the Cooligans or any, any kind of soccer podcast, you know? And, and, you know, if you, if you talk to anybody that has ever gotten the, the honor of speaking to Grant Wall, uh, they all say the same thing. He's a great guy. He's a great guy, really caring person, amazing human being is all that you hear. Um, when, when I started this podcast, I, I had my dream list of people that I wanted to interview. And so far, I've been pretty good at, at knocking some of these out. Uh, obviously, I got, I've been able to get the Cooligans. I've been able to get, uh, uh, Glenn Davis. Um, you know, Grant Wall was somebody that I was really hoping that one day I could get a chance to interview and just pick his brain and, and, and see how he's viewed the game evolving in his own, and, you know, since he was that guy that betted on himself and covered soccer in the U.S., you know, like, how has the game evolved since he covered it? Since he, since he was covering it early in the day. Um, and unfortunately, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get that opportunity. Um, but, you know, but thank you to Grand Wall, you know, um, because I don't know if, if I would have this podcast if it wasn't for him. Um, I don't think a lot of people would have their platforms if it wasn't for him. For him to be bold enough to just challenge that norm here in the U.S. I, and I get it that soccer isn't the number one sport in America. But he did something that clearly there are people 
that do care about soccer in America. And so I, for that, I say thank you to Grant Wall, you know, for being the trailblazer that he is, for being the inspiration for many. And, um, and I, and I, and I send my, my best wishes, my prayers to all his family, his wife, his brother. You know, loss is one of the worst things in the world. Uh, but I think as, as time heals, you'll see the impact that Grant has brought to the sport world, the sporting world, the soccer world, because I think everybody has something nice to say about him. He covered LeBron James when he was in high school and LeBron had nothing but nice things to say about Grant Wall as well. So not only just soccer. But he he is a he is a big loss in the world of sports as well, and so once again, rest in peace, Grant Wall, forty eight years old, you know, gone too young, but what a life and what an impact this man has had on it, though. So thank you, Grant Wall. All right, man. So before we get to our debate topic, this debate is brought to you by True Classic. This brand makes T-shirts that actually fit, not to mention super soft when you're jacked. Find the right t-shirt can be incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts, are, most t-shirts are too tight in all the wrong places or way too big and boxy, but not True Classic. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men get their fit on an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the absolute best deal they offer for a limited time only. Get 25% off with the code bellyupfantasy at trueclassic.com. Pro tip. You can bundle your favorites with the pack builder on their site and save even more than the discount we're offering you today. It's about time to get your fit together. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the code BELLYUPFANTASY. Strengthen your core wardrobe with True Classic today. True Classic. Look good. Feel good. All right, so obviously we talked a lot about U.S. soccer. Greg Berhalter, I believe, will be out of contract with his term with the U.S. men's national team. And a lot of people are wondering whether or not we should bring him back. I will tell you right now, do not bring him back. But, well, what should the U.S. do with, with that with that coaching spot? Do you give it back to Greg Berhalter, see what he can do another term? Or do you... Go and get something a little bit different. So here are some names that I personally think. I think with this young team, you need a guy that can come and and put in a play style that benefits them, and and look at these guys and just see the play style that will benefit them. Luis Enrique is a guy that I'm thinking about. Luis Enrique, he stepped down from Spain, obviously after a very disappointing performance with Spain in the World Cup. And I mean, a lot of people are probably like, well, you couldn't cut it in Spain. Why would you want him here? I don't think necessarily that it was his fault that Spain didn't uh, go far. Obviously, they went to penalties and that was really what killed him at the end. But I think he can come into the U.S. and really fix the structure here as far as the play style goes. Um, I think the Tiki Taka could definitely help work with the players that they have here. Um, and I think that you'll, you'll get more opportunities for a lot of players. I like the idea of maybe bringing in an international guy, not, a, not necessarily an American coach. Um, I know a lot of people are saying Jesse Marsh, but I think Jesse Marsh, uh, prefers right now what he's doing with Leeds. But hey, maybe Jesse Marsh, that'd be great. Um, but I don't know. I mean, that's my, my lofty one. Um, Pochettino has stated that he's interested in an international job. I mean, I think, I think, I think Pochettino has a really good, uh, tactics. And I mean, obviously what he was able to do with Hungman's son and Harry Kane, I think he can really replicate that with Christian Pulisic and whoever he deems to be the quality nine for the U.S. men's national team. So I wouldn't be against Pochettino as well. Um, now, I'm going to go a different, different route here. I'm going to go back to the U.S. 
and, and that's I'm gonna look at Philadelphia Union because of how well organized this team looks when I watch them play the Philadelphia Union, and that's obviously Tim Curtin. I think Tim Curtin, he's going to be seen after by a lot of international teams in Europe. I think maybe the U.S. tries to see what he can do with the U.S. men's national team. So this will be one. The, I, this is the only MLS guy that I would be willing to see out there. That's the only MLS, but I think it's just because Tim Kern has done a phenomenal job over at Philadelphia. And I know this is going to hurt uh, Andrew Monroe for me to say that, but yeah, I, I would be excited to see Tim Curtin. I think he would be a really good coach. Um, like I said, I like what he's done with Philadelphia. Philadelphia also another thing he built this through the youth, their youth players. So we know he's comfortable with using youth players. Um, but we just need an organized team. We need a, they are a solid, you know, the back line needs to be solid as well as the attack. It just needs to be a well balanced team. And I think every time I see Philadelphia, Philadelphia is a well balanced team. So. That is my my thought. But yeah, man, um, it's posted on social media right now, man. Go ahead and share your thoughts. Who you think should be the next U.S. men's national team coach? Um, thanks again to True Classic. Use the code Belly of Fantasy at checkout to save yourself 25% off. Once again, trueclassic.com. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And, th- and then we'll get to uh, recapping the quarterfinals. This break was brought to you by Audible. Audible provides you a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience from horror genre all the way to biographies. Audible has it all. Make sure you guys go ahead and use the link audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. Go ahead and get yourself a 30 day free trial. Once again, thank you to Audible for this part break. All right, man. So the first game in the quarterfinals is Croatia versus Brazil, which ended one to one going to penalties. Yes. Once again, Croatia going to penalties, you know, going beyond regular time to get a win. But man, I'm, I'm just going to say this, man. The Croatian goalkeeper, um, uh, Likovic, Levikovic, man, that dude is going to win goalkeeper of the tournament. I know a lot of people are saying Emmy Martinez, which I mean, it's a fair point, but <laughs> dude, that kid is good. And they just eliminated the, the heavy favorites to win the World Cup. So pretty big deal, man. So yeah, Croatia, once again, proving the doubters wrong, prove me wrong. Uh, moving on to the semifinals yet again. Um, and then the the other quarterfinal that happened later that day was uh, Argentina beating the Netherlands two to two, going through four to three in penalties. Um, honestly, this game looked like it was going to just be Argentina. Um, it was a very strong early performance from them, and then Weghorst comes in and scores two goals to send it to extra time. Um, look, I will say this, my Biggest, biggest gripe for the World Cup this year. Biggest gripe. I'm, I'm telling you, biggest, 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 biggest gripe is, oh my God, the stoppage time has been getting ridiculous. Like six, eight, nine minutes, like 10 minutes of stoppage time. Like it is getting ridiculous with the amount of stoppage time that's being put in. And I get it that you're trying to, you know, really get as, like, no, like y'all need to, people, you guys need to figure out a way with stoppage time because like 10 minutes of stoppage time, that's, you're giving a team that's down two to one enough time to, like, dude, let's get these games done. Like, for me, the most I should be seeing is like five minutes. Five minutes of stoppage time to me is, is the most I should be seeing of stoppage time. That's just me. I, some people may feel differently, but like the, the, the amount of stoppage time that's being given to this, in this World Cup is just too damn high. I just gotta say that, but but yeah, Argentina, very heated game, man. I mean, you got Messi telling Van Gaal to shut up. You know, it's just it was just something else, man. Quite the spectacle. I think if you're a neutral, you had a lot of fun watching the game, which I did. Uh, <laughs> also, poor refereeing. Um, and then moving on, uh, Morocco 
gets the upset against Portugal, one to nothing. Uh, Portugal was just, they just weren't, they just couldn't do anything, man. Um, it's pretty straightforward with that, man. Uh, I believe that there was a red card for, yeah, so Walid, uh, Chidira will, will, will not be in the next match because of a red card. Uh, so, but, I mean, the story of the game, just, uh, and Nasri, and Nasri scoring a, a well-placed header to get the goal to set, get the difference. And then the final quarterfinal, which is, France beating England two to one, and to be honest, it should be two nothing because the the goal that England scored was a penalty, and oh, freaking, it's so. This is, the thing that I find so funny about about, and I'm not trying to make fun of England in any sort of way, but it's it was the whole. So when they were interviewing Harry Kane, doing like their their you know up close and personal with a player. Um, Harry Kane, they're asking him, like, what is his motivation? And he said Tom Brady and, like, you know, that Harry Kane, like, he actually enjoys watching American football. And his second penalty, he, he sends it over the goalpost, which, you know, I couldn't help but think about, you know, the, the American football, you know, thing. So, but yeah, England once again eliminated in the World Cup. And, and I mean, People are going to talk about, you know, Argent, you know, like, you know, Argentina and Morocco, which you should, you should talk about Argentina. Obviously, Argentina, Messi. This is his last World Cup. Can they? Can Argentina finally get Messi his World Cup? You know, finally get Messi a World Cup. They were close once, but can they get? Can they? Can they actually get the World Cup victory? Um, and then Morocco being the first African nation to reach the semifinals. That's just cool on its own, but Croatia and France are on the verge of returning to the World Cup final. This was the, this was the World Cup final in 2018. Croatia, I don't know how the hell they're doing it, but they're doing it. And, and then on the other side, you know, France kind of, you kind of felt that they were going to do this. Um, and are hoping to repeat, you know, and Croatia, maybe they're, they're hoping to go back to the World Cup and, and win the World Cup. And so, like, yeah. So the semifinals is going to be Argentina versus Croatia. Um, I don't want to doubt Croatia. Um, their goalkeeper is amazing. Argentina, same thing that I said before, man. Are we going to see the Argentina that that performs for Messi or the team that depends on Messi? That's a very important thing to mention. Um, you you would have to. Both teams went to penalties, so. They're both going to be on tired legs. This is so hard. I really, it can really go anyway. I think this is a flip of a point here. I'm going to go with Argentina. And I know I said my things about that. I don't, I hope FIBA's not trying to rig this World Cup to get Messi a World Cup or anything like that, which I really hope it doesn't. I really hope that's not the case. Um, I would love to see Croatia back in the final. But I think this is where it, I think this is where the end of the line goes for for Croatia, Argentina going to the World Cup final. France and Morocco. Man, I really want Morocco to go to the final. I really wanted to be Morocco going to the final. But France is so so strong. I think I think Portugal just didn't have the attack. Spain just didn't have the attack. France has the attack. Olivier Giroud, Mbappe, Griezmann, Dembele. The attack is clear, strong for France. I don't know what Mar- how 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 long Morocco can keep can keep up with the with that French attack. It is not it's not an attack like they've seen before. You can say oh, you you can, you can try to compare England and France to each other, but it's not even close to each other. France is the superior attack. I think the best attacking front in the World Cup. And, and as much as I would love to see Morocco make it to the final, I think France makes it to the final. So I'm going to predict, and we'll see how this turns out when we fast forward to me re- recapping the semifinals. I think we're going to see an Argentina France 
World Cup final and a Croatia Morocco third place match. So, um, let's go ahead and fast forward to, to future Hector to see if I was right or wrong. Before I get to the recap of the semifinals, it is brought to you by Manscaped. Tis the season for clean balls. La, 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 la. Our friends at Manscaped are helping you clean your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. From stocking stuffers to white elephants, Manscaped's products are the top of every wish list. Grab some crop mops for your pops or the body buff for the holiday lover. Win this year's white elephant gift and help all the men in your life go from eggnog to nice hog. This December by going to manscaped.com and using the code BellyUpFantasy for 20% off plus free shipping. There's the new Preserve Cologne that brings a light, breezy, woodsy feel and gives the fresh tree scent even after holidays are over. Highly recommended. Amazing product. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BellyUpFantasy at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BellyUpFantasy. Manscaped. For a perfect gift that will be the holiday's biggest hits. All right, man. So these games actually went the way I thought they were going to go. Argentina ends up beating Croatia three to nothing. Um, it was just a sound victory from Argentina. Uh, yeah, Croatia. It, I, like I said, I knew that this was where the line was going to be drawn for Croatia and it happened, man. This was, and like I said, when I talked about it previously, I wanted to see whether or not this would be the Argentina that depends on Messi or the team that can help Messi. And this was the team that helped Messi. Messi does get a goal, but, you know, obviously was a big contributor for Argentina. But the story is Argentina was able to do it by helping Messi, not depending on Messi. There is a difference, folks. But yeah, great performance. Argentina moves on with a 3 nothing victory against Croatia. And also fun fact. So Miss Croatia... Um, you guys know she's been flaunting around at Qatar wearing some very, uh, proud outfits for Croatia, representing her country of Croatia. Uh, she said that if Croatia were to win the World Cup, she would get naked. Well, I guess that's not happening. So you, you nasties can, you're, you nasties are just going to have to appreciate her when she's fully clothed. All right. But moving on to the other game, France, Morocco. This was going to be a really fun game. I thought that, you know, obviously Morocco representing two, two different types of cultures in the world. Obviously the representing the continent of Africa, but also a proud representative of the Arabian nations. Um, so a lot to be, to be able to be proud of if you're, if you're either African or, or Arab. And, and I think obviously being the first African nation to reach the semifinals in the World Cup. Is something really big, and I think she's very proud. Um, their defense was really good, but like I said, the attack that France has, I think, was just at a whole nother level that they haven't faced. And France goes ahead and wins it two to nothing. Um, Mbappe, they were able to keep Mbappe a little bit quiet. Giroud had opportunities to score goals, but just couldn't put it away. Um, Theo Hernandez is really the player to talk about here because he scored the, the opening goal, and then. Uh, I believe, ah, I forgot his name. Um, Kolomwani, uh, ends up putting in the, 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 the exclamation point to secure the victory for France. So France, a team that, to be honest, it's really, really difficult to repeat in the World Cup. And they have not only the squad, but the depth to, to continue their run. Um, cause I mean, Mbappe's, Mbappe is only, I don't even think he's 20, maybe he's 24 years old now, but he, he, either he's 20, he just became 24, but this generation of, of, of French players, there's a lot of young French players that are doing very well in other, in big clubs. So, I mean, France can definitely continue this form. I didn't think, cause the big issue for a lot of people, if, you know, cause obviously, obviously everybody knows that, um, the team that ends up winning the World Cup the previous year ends up not 
advancing out of the group stage. And the one issue that they do is that they, they essentially go with the same team that won the World Cup. And obviously, usually they tend to be a little bit older at that point. Whereas with the, with this French team, some of them just turned 30. It, it, you know, Griezmann just is barely 30. Um, and Bappe's only 24. Um, Pogba, I believe, would have been like 28 or something. You know, obviously Pogba got injured, but still, France is a little bit of a different story, man. And, and now they're back in the World Cup looking to repeat and have history. But before we do that, let's go ahead and talk about the third place game that will be played Saturday at 9 a.m. Central Time. So be ready if you guys want to check that game out. It is Croatia versus Morocco. Two really good teams that have fought very strong every single match. Um, this one's going to be really hard to pick. Um, some people may say that, you know, both these teams could be a little bit deflated and probably don't even want to play this game, but there's still something to play for. And that is for that third, third place finish. Um, I think what Morocco has defensively is very crucial, is, is big for them, what they do defensively. And hey, they're going to have Chadira back in their lineup this time, obviously, because he was out with a red card. Um, so that's going to be very helpful for, well, I guess he was off the bench, so I guess it wasn't really that important. But they're going to have at least a, a, a full squad for that third place game. Um, I would love to see Luka Modric walk off his amazing career as an international player with at least a third place finish. Um, Morocco's really good. I'm going to go with Croatia. I think Croatia is a little bit more balanced to me than Morocco. Morocco is a very balanced team. I'm not, don't get me wrong, but the more balanced team to me is Croatia. I think they have been able to win in defense, win in the midfield and win the, and win in the attack and their goalkeeper. That kid is going to go somewhere. Um, so yeah, give me Croatia to beat Morocco. And of course the final, the final Sunday, December 18th at 9 a.m. Central time. So this is the big one. Argentina, France. France looking to become the second team, I believe, to have repeat the World Cup. I believe it's the second team to win the World Cup. Let me check that real quick. Uh, repeat World Cup. Uh, first thing to pop up. Um, let's see. Back to back. Wait, wait a minute. All right. Okay, there we go. Which team has won twice in a row? In a row, um, the first of the two countries to win consecutive World Cups. Italy achieved the feat with a four-two triumph over Hungary. Italy's then manager remains the only manager to win multiple World Cups. Uh, okay, let me see this. Okay, so yeah, Italy, Italy back in nineteen thirty-eight, and. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't think there's any, anybody else that has repeated. Let's see, 1986, first turn. Yeah, no. So it is, it, Italy is the only team to have ever won back to back World Cups. So France could possibly be the second team in World Cup history to win back to back World Cups. And honestly, they probably could. That, they're very strong all throughout. Their back line is solid. Their midfield is really good. Obviously, the, the, the guys that they have up front with Mbappe, Giroud, Griezmann, Dembele is going to be really important. Um, and then on the other side, Argentina. Argentina is, this is one of the better Argentina teams that I've seen in a long time. Um, Argentina has always been a really good team, but once again, are we going to see the team that's going to help Messi or is it going to be the team that depends on Messi? That's going to be the storyline that we'll continue to be seeing. Um, you're going to have two real good, go- two world class goalkeepers in Emil Martinez and Hugo Yoris, um, representing both co- each of their countries respectively. Um, I- we'll do this. We'll, we'll do like a check off on each position group. So forwards. So we're going to, you know, obviously I'll, con- I'll count the wingers as forwards, but looking at the form, let me look at the formations for, uh, France and, and, uh, and Argentina, uh, That was, that is, that is simple. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay. 
Um, all right, looking at at at, at, Fra- at Francis formation. So, uh, forwards, I think Argentina has um does like a two. Yeah, they do a two. They do a four four two formation. So okay, Messi and Alvarez versus Olivier Giroud. I mean, you got Messi, so that's gonna be hard. And then Alvarez, I think he's just a he's proving more and more to be an exciting young player. Um, so I definitely two versus one forward. I mean, it's a little unfair, but um, no, no, let me count. Let me count the four. Let me let me do this right. All right. Uh, yeah, let, let me let me do this right. Okay. So looking at the forwards, I'm trying to really think this through. All right. So the, obviously the front, the front attack, which would be DePaul, Messi, Alvarez, and McAllister versus the front of France, which is Dembele, Giroud, Mbappe, and Antoine Griezmann. And man, that, that's a tough one because I like, I like, I like the attack of Fran- of uh, Argentina, but I think I have to give the edge to France because you got Mbappe, Dembele, Griezmann. Cam has just become his position. I think, you know, he's getting a little older and he's been kind of a really good number 10 for France um, since he's been put on that position. And mainly obviously because of Dembele with what he brings to the table on that other side of the wing. And so I think that France has the edge as far as the attack goes. Midfield, obviously Paredes and Enzo Fernandez um, versus obviously France who has uh, Chomeni. Um Rabiot, hopefully he's healthy. Um, but if not, they probably put Fofana out there. And um I'm trying to think of who else they have in the midfield. But like uh, honestly, I gotta go with France. I think the mid they they have the better midfield, regardless of, of who who's in the actual midfield. I will say with Rabiot, I think it's probably gonna be a little bit a little bit more stronger, but I do I do like the midfield for France. The back lines, which is obviously for for Argentina, Molina, uh, Romero, Otamendi, and Talafaisco versus, uh, Conante, uh, Theo Hernandez, um, Rafael Varen, and, um, they have a right back. Uh, let's see. Who does France have a right back? Uh, I, you know, I never really thought about, oh, Conde. Conde is playing right back. I'm sorry. My biggest complaint for Argentina this whole tournament has been that I am not really that's not. I don't have that much faith in their in their backline. They have been good. I just don't have that much faith in their backline. Um. So yeah, give me France and then that goalkeepers. Ooh, here's first, look. I have my bias towards Emmy. I really don't want to use that bias. Hugo Guerrero is a better goalkeeper than Emmy Martinez right now. Right now, I think I think Emmy Martinez is a really good goalkeeper. I think he's going to be world class, but. Ugo Uriz is already world class, so yeah, everything everything points to France. Like there's nothing that points to Argentina to me. Uh, I'm sure Edward's gonna say Argentina. Edward says he wants Argentina, and I believe it because the fact is that he wants Messi to win a World Cup. I do think that narrative is a strong one. I hope that FIFA doesn't rig this game in any way for for Messi to win the World Cup. But both teams are. I think this is gonna be a really strong battle. I think that. It's going to be a really big test to see whose backline is stronger than and who whose backline is stronger than the, than the opposing attack. And because of that, I have France. I think France's backline is a lot stronger uh, against that against that Argentinian attack than Argentina's defense will be against that French attack. I I do believe France will repeat the World Cup. Uh, they've been the strongest team starting the World Cup, um, in my opinion, and. I think it's going to go to France. So, Edward's going to say Argentina. I already know it. I don't have to ask Edward. I don't even have to ask him right now. So, Edward's going to have Argentina, but I'm going to go with France to win the 2022 FIFA World Cup. So, yikes. But, all right, man, before we, we, we move on from this recording, um, Players of the Week, Players of the Week is brought to you by In the Clutch. In the Clutch.com has closed all covered, all partnered with, sorry, I don't know why I said covered. Partnered with the Players Associations of Major League Soccer, National Basketball Association, and Major League Baseball, and also do some college stuff. And if you guys have noticed, they do some really cool retro stuff. Um, right now, I'm really digging the retro World Cup 
uh, shirt designs. So really cool ones there. Um, but yeah, if you guys use the code insert name at checkout, you'll save yourself 10% off on your purchase. These shirts are super comfortable. I love the designs, uh, great fabrics. Um, and also the, it's a really good price for, for these shirts as well. Um, I obviously am an Astros fan. Got my, got me a lot of Astros, uh, Astros players shirts. And as well, I got me a, it's called soccer shirt, uh, to commemorate the U.S.'s, uh, draw against England. So I think they're really cool designs. Y'all should go ahead and check them out yourselves. Once again, use the code insert name at checkout to save yourself 10% off your purchase. All right. So players of the week, man. Um, Edward has Lionel Messi, who scored a goal and an assist in Argentina's three nothing win against Croatia. And my player of the week is Julian Alvarez, who scored two goals in Argentina's three nothing win against Croatia. So it's a, it's an Argentinian double here, uh, for players of the week, even though I'm picking France to win the World Cup. But yeah, uh, thank you to In the Clutch. Once again, use the code insert name, save yourself 10% off. All right. So we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with, uh, let's wrap this show up. I, I just forgot that there was no three up or down. But yeah. We'll just go ahead and wrap the show up right now. This break was brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. Go ahead and check it out. From NFL to NASCAR, Fanatics has you covered. So go ahead and check out the link on our bios at insert name FC on Instagram and Twitter. And go ahead and get yourself some shopping brought to you by Fanatics. Once again, thank you for Fanatics being a proud partner of insert name FC. That is episode 116. We want to give a shout out to Belly Up Podcast Network. Check out their website, bellyupsports.com. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at bellyupsports and at bellyupmedia. Lots of great things are coming from there, man. Lots of great podcasts. Go ahead and check out Corner Booth, um, High Low Sports, Riggin Bro- <laughs> uh, the Broadway, the Pesky Report, um, uh, Chair Gating, man. You know, lots, lots, and lots of great podcasting. Go ahead and check it out. Wide variety. Love every single one of them, man. Go ahead and check them out. Great content over there. Uh, shout out to Alejandro Gomez. She created the Insert Name FC logo. We love the logo. You know, you hear Edward confess his love for Alejandro every single episode. Um, she just did a great job, man. She knocked it out of the park. Uh, follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. Go ahead and hit her up. If you need some local local work done, go ahead and and uh well tell us we sent you. Maybe she'll hook you up. And of course, man, shout out to our guy, our everything, Roosevelt Spencer, the namesake of the of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award, which looks like it's probably gonna be Robert Lewandowski. Um and so <laughs> it looks like it. I mean, I don't think anybody's uh jumping over him anytime soon. Especially because, well, I'll, I'll announce it afterwards, but, but yeah, so, you know, if you guys love the beats, you guys love the intro, the outro, the way this episode sounds, well, go ahead and hit him up on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. Thank you so much for listening to episode 116. Catch us next week for episode 117, which will be the recap of the 2022 FIFA World Cup and our end of year episode. That is correct. We will be uh, the last, this will be next episode. Will 117 will be the last episode of Insert Name FC for the year. We'll be going into a two week break, uh, you know, before, uh, before the season. Um, so yeah, so we'll announce the Roosevelt player of the year and, and a lot of good stuff. So obviously, and then recap the world cup. Also preview, uh, the 2023 Clausura because Liga Mekis will be actually starting immediately uh, once the new year starts. So we'll go ahead and, and also preview that as well. But yeah, man, uh, thank you so much for listening. Catch us next week for episode 117, which will be the end of year episode along with our recap of the 2022 FIFA World Cup. So go ahead. Thank you so much and have a good one. Ha, 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 ha.
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.